You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Our return guest to the podcast today, Alyssa Dyer, is here, or I should say I am at Alyssa's office. Uh, really cool building, and you're currently taking on new tenants, which is a plug. Uh, but yeah, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for jumping on the podcast again. And I think, you know, a crazy business you, you're in, uh, Table Investments, which we'll dive into in a little bit. Um, but a lot's changed, I guess, since the last time we had you on the podcast. You'd be, I was going to say, you had just been, I think it was almost a year the business had started. The first oh, time you then, jumped yeah, on. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a long yeah, time, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize it's been that long. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah so long a lot's changed. Mm. So being a lot's changed, the, the real estate industry, which is where you're based at, is is popping right now. Let's just say that. The interest rates are low. It's chaotic. Um, but for everyone that hasn't listened to the first podcast, tell us what you know. What exactly that your business model is and what do you do? Uh, so in a nutshell, we help investors either acquire or off or get rid of the jargon, uh, buy or sell investment property. Mm-hmm. Um, so last time I talked to you, it was, you know, our biggest struggle was finding investors. You know, the market was kind of in a weird spot. Yeah. Because uh, our whole gig is that we find properties and then all the headache from, uh, you know, inspecting and negotiating and tenants and Section 8 and the whole train wreck. We mm-hmm. take all that out of the equation and handle it internally. Um, you know, and so it was pretty easy to find properties at that point. Yeah. And then oh, almost overnight, the whole freaking industry has changed. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of been wild. So we do... Uh, you know, help with the buying and selling. And then since I've talked to you, I guess you don't know. Yeah. We added on property Mm -hmm. management and then, so we've got that in house and then we're real close to having all of the development in house. That's awesome. As yeah. well. Yeah. Awesome is what spoke. it sounds like when you're on a podcast <laughs> and like the behind the scenes is like 3 a.m. Yeah. bags under my eyes looking at the team like, uh, yeah. what now? <laughs> so basically you're a one-stop shop for anybody who wants to get into the investment, yeah. real estate investment world. Yeah. The goal yeah. is that we just, uh, so we make it super simple yeah. for whoever's working with us. Um, and it honestly is, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part we do make it pretty freaking turnkey. Yeah. Um, Behind yeah. the scenes, I don't know that we would have launched two companies at the end of 2019 if sure. we would have known what 2020 looks like. But, you know, we're here now and I think we'll come out on the other side being grateful. But yeah, right definitely. now we're very much so like, what did we do? It's like that whole like image of the analogy of like the duck on the water, right? Where you can't see an underneath uh-huh. it paddling like crazy or yeah. paddling like crazy. Well, yeah. I'm, are you are you into the Enneagram at all? I forget mine all the time, but no, kind of, yeah. Uh, I'm a type three, which is all like very much so concerned with like public perception and mm-hmm. whatever else. So everything in me is like, we're fine. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. You know, and then the reality of it is it really is fine, but yeah, low key sometimes maybe not. <laughs> well, it's really funny for everyone listening that follows you on Instagram. And if they don't, it's at Alyssa Dyer, right? On Instagram, mm-hmm. um, yeah. D-Y-E-R last name. Uh, your stories are hilarious because you really like take people with you and put you in, you know, show them what you're dealing with and, you know, showing up to properties that you're renovating. And I know the recent one was somebody else thinks they own it, but you yeah. do like all this nut stuff, which like from the outside looking in, it's like kind of comical, but then you deal with this on the daily. Man, it really is kind of comical in real life. It's just like HGTV glamorizes everything and makes it seem like you make $100,000 every time you flip a house. Right. And then on the other side of it, it's a bunch of people who make it seem a whole lot harder mm-hmm. than it has to be. Um, what's that saying that's uh, like simple, not easy? You know, like right. real estate's pretty simple. It's just like, what do you do when you show up to your house and you've got 30 meth heads living there who like, <laughs> tell you this? <laughs> I had a lady who it was a three-story house and she was living in the third floor and would prop the windows open and she thought I was a reporter and would stand on the third story and like throw food at me every time I got to the property. Cause she was convinced she was also like super on meth or, well, yeah. or something, but she was super convinced that she owned the house. Yeah. So she moved 30 of her like homeless friends in to this <sighs> property. I got a call from the cops on like super bowl Sunday and they were like, Hey dude, the 
like we're trying to arrest people. I was like, I am not in a state to drive. <laughs> yeah, you, you just do you. Anything we can do virtually. Yeah. They were like, can you confirm who's in the house? I was like, is there a lady in the third story throwing food at you? And he just died laughing. He was like, okay, yeah, yeah, you don't have to come down here. <laughs> so it's just like it's it's kind of a train wreck, but it yeah. really is most of the time pretty simple stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like for someone who's like a consumer coming in, you know, like I think in the media or like it's like some some people's dream to own rental houses and they see you know just you know they see it through hgtv and and that kind of show which i think chip and joanna Gaines just announced they're coming back with another show yeah not that i watch it but i was looking at it thinking i'm in the real estate world this is just not good for us (laughs) right Uh, but yeah you know you're like turnkey and you do make it really easy but if someone does want to get into it and they don't want to pay for your services you're like oh i can do it on my own and you're like Go try it. And I'm but we're super here down with that. it. Yeah, and we honestly, I'm friends with a lot of people who do want to do it on their mm-hmm. own. Um, and I absolutely applaud that. Yeah. Because uh, then I have more friends to tell funny stories with, you know. Right. Um, so it is totally fine. It's just, I honestly started posting on Instagram just to vent. Mm-hmm. And then I had several of our clients who responded and were like, oh, wow, so this is normal. Like, even for, like, the owner and the staff of the company, it's like, yeah, yeah. dude, like, no matter who you are, you're going to run into some crazy right. stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, you should, I mean, in normal, I guess, for them, but you run into this, like, this is every day, right? Because obviously you're managing yeah. so many more properties, and I know the last time we spoke, you were like, I don't really want to do the management unless it's, like, super scaled, right? Because it doesn't make sense at three or four doors. No, it doesn't. Um, so we're on a wait list for management mm-hmm. right now, which kind of blows my mind. Um, yeah. I truly got, I mean, we got so freaking lucky with the staff that we have that help us do that. Um, so it kind of exploded, but I think, but I think that's the issue. So many people get property management and are like, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, scale and numbers and how am I going to make X amount of money? And so we <laughs> just telling Caleb this yesterday, um, we kind of had this luxury where we had a business that was performing really well. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to start this management company and, um, I'm not going to make money off of it for the three years for, you know, first yeah. three years. So we'll be able to have like stellar staff and great software and all the other things. Um, and so I think that that's kind of made a difference just in the way that we show mm-hmm. up, but it doesn't like the thing about owning real estate is you're going to have issues. You're going to have a water pipe burst. You're going to have the meth head charge you with an, like a needle. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the punk kid throw a brick through your window. Like no matter what you do, who you are, even if you're in luxury, like my yeah. uncle is an attorney or I don't know what he is. He, one of my family members is an attorney and he bought a house at, um, auction and had, I mean, it was a nice house. I think it was like an Edmund, but he had a bunch of gang members show up and burn it to the ground. Yeah. Like it doesn't, you can't control yeah. that stuff. And so the yeah. thing with management, that's such a beast is that you get these clients who are like, Oh, I am hiring you to solve and be wholly responsible so that I never, ever have a problem again. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, bro. Like not yeah, even close. Not like we're here to happen. help it make sure that you're like legal and in compliance and that we're doing it as fast and cheap as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a problem, yeah. but like, to be clear, you will for sure have a problem. And I think that's the hardest thing with people like getting into investing is helping them understand mm-hmm. that piece of it, but then also not making them so scared that they never jump in. Yeah. It's, it's a mad world, isn't it? Dude. But if you can make it work, it's great to be in it. But yeah. sometimes if it's not, if it doesn't justify the headache, then just, just go do something else, put your money yeah, somewhere else. A hundred percent. Take a smaller return mm. and go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I, I can honestly say I wouldn't change it. Even if this was not my full-time gig, I would still invest in real estate. Yeah. That's something you did before though, right? When, yeah. Because you were obviously your listing agent and worked for, at the time, I think the best team in the in the state, right? Yeah. And sold the most, which was super easy walking into listing appointments, just saying, look, we, we're the best. Like, yeah. It's like, what do you do? You. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a game anymore, is it? Mm-hmm. No, it's... I, I never, ever, ever had it envisioned to start this company. Mm-hmm. Um I was in real estate and then I was, um, helping clients and then I, I hated the process. It sucked. Yeah. And so I loved my clients, but hated helping them cause there wasn't anything set up to help mm-hmm. make them successful. It was just a train wreck. Um, so I sat down and was like, forget this. Like yeah. I'm going to find people who want to build something better. And so, yeah, but if I, if I, if I wanted to like make money and have less headache, I would go 
sell tequila or something, like have a company <laughs> doing that. Real estate yeah. is not the path of least resistance. <laughs> yeah. I had uh, a friend of mine who's in Louisiana. Um, he super well, like just 30, 31, like earns a lot of money, but he's never owned his own house. And he's like calling me and he's like, I want to buy a house for the first time. Like his, he lives with his best, you know, his best friend. And like, I mean, he's in a great situation. Like he makes a ton of money and his rents, like his total expense monthly is 1500 bucks a month. And that includes two golf memberships. Like he, I mean, he, you know, just like, he's like, but I got to grow up. I have to buy a house. So he, you know, he's put an offer in and he was tell me he's like there's just like why is there so many people in a transaction like there's too many people why can't we just like streamline this and like that's just i mean that's what it is like Mm -hmm. you know there's no way to streamline like two you know two agents and inspections and everything else and he was like this is just a giant headache how do you do this i can't imagine ever going back to doing owner occupant sales again um because we looked at like we have the luxury of doing all that before Mm -hmm. So we did cut everybody out. We were like, oh, forget this. We're just doing it all in-house. Yeah. But you can't do that with traditional sales. Right. Um, Unless you get both sides of it, and that helps a little bit. But, but still, still when, when does that happen? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. What's, somebody told me at some point, you know, life is hard either way. Choose your hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure now that's like some popular thing all over Instagram. But it really is true, you know? Yeah. So you just kind of look at it, and it's like, man, if life's going to be hard either way, I'd rather be making money off of what's hard Right. Than yeah. blindsided by it then going to work every day and be like this sucks but i only make a certain amount every yeah. day yeah i think that's why like that separates the people who are like entrepreneurial that just can't work nine to five um, I, I mean you work die. six to three in the morning yeah. sometimes <laughs> but you know it's like i said it's worth it you can go away for the weekend if you want to to see friends or whatever it is like it's and and back to the point back to like when you started investing mm-hmm. in real estate you did it like the non-traditional way right like the we'll buy it we'll live in it for a year and then oh, we'll do another yeah, one dude, right everybody yes i'm a huge advocate of that yeah. everybody should do that because mm-hmm. um, i dude we've done it like my husband had a good you know nine to five which mm-hmm. is so funny to me um like, I, <laughs> I feel like the total opposite we really, really neither of us i think will ever go back i looked yeah. at him the other day and was like i think i would rather just start like plucking my eyebrows out one by one than ever have to have a nine to five again yeah. like even with how hard everything is i wouldn't go back Cause we were sitting, I was bartending at mm-hmm. Cheever's and he had a solid nine to five and we were super, super diligent mm-hmm. with our money and like made all the right choices and we couldn't freaking get there, yeah. you know? And so somebody gave me rich dad, poor dad to read. And I was like, Oh, this is cause I have to change my time for money all the time. I mm-hmm. need to find a way to change either make more money with my time or, yeah. you know, start making money when I'm not working. So we did the house hack thing and bought a little house with a garage apartment and a girl Mm -hmm. moved in and then we kept, you know, paying ourselves rent and then she paid rent. And then once there was enough money in the bank account, bought another one. Yeah. Um, Moved into that one and then rent the, yeah. Yeah. And so it's the easiest way. I mean, cause we had no kids at the time and a German shepherd who didn't care where she lived. So we just moved. Um, We still own that house now. Yeah. Yeah. How many do you have now? Uh, I enough. Think, yeah, not uh, still not a ton. I think yeah. we're up to fifteen units. Okay. Yeah. So does Rob Rob manages that side, or does that the business no, manage all manages stuff? all great. of it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm the guinea pig for everything. So <laughs> which is know, great. Yeah, and yeah, it's if we want to try something new, we'll yeah. like I'll buy something and you know either flip it or manage it or do whatever. Yeah. Um, and they'll all treat me like the the client. Mm-hmm. That's a great, I mean, that's you being like the, the practice, the test dummy, the guinea pig. Like that's. It makes life so much easier because yeah. we are our ideal clients. Right. Like we're onboarding, um, one of the girls who works here, her mm-hmm. rentals. Um, she's like, dude, I'm kind of pumped to see what it's like on the client side. And I was like, I mean, I am, but yeah. also like give feedback if it blows. Yeah. You know, please like, tell <laughs> me like as on like overly honest feedback yeah. is more valuable. It makes it easier. So yeah, we, I kind of invested from day one. I saw the bigger picture on it mm-hmm. super immediately. Um, all the headache has been super, super worth it. And yeah. then the business honestly just evolved out of. Like, I just looked at everything that I wanted to happen and mm-hmm. didn't have a way to make it happen. And, you know, all the podcasts say, yeah. like, oh, if you see a need, go fill it and yeah. everything else will take care of itself. So we kind of, for the most part, try to just do that every day. Mm-hmm. 
it's uh, yeah still going it's a lot of fun obviously this year is crazy with just everything um good and bad but let's talk about like what i think that one of the things that that, that i love that you did the start of this year was the you know the t-shirts right the be better do better yeah which like it's so simple but it carries so much weight right yeah um, why did that i mean where did that come from what did that because that's something you've been saying for a long time right i have said it forever Mm -hmm. um you know people who work with me will kind of make fun of me because i'm pretty intense like i've you should really sure really (laughs) gotta work to like narrow it down scale it back you know control the Mm -hmm. tone of my voice so we will be in meetings often and i'll just be like be better do a better job or Uh you know we'll be like looking at a situation and i'll just kind of be like there has to be a better solution like somebody is doing a better job yeah i'm highly competitive um my i oh i don't know if it's still sitting there yeah that post-it note that's sitting Mm -hmm. right there my assistant was like love you with a smiley face and said and wrote her back and was like love you more like with parentheses, you know, creating competition yeah. where it doesn't exist. So we were all sitting around at the beginning of COVID and I was just like, we are like, whether COVID, it, the virus itself is a big deal. Mm-hmm. We didn't know yet, you know, cause this was like what, February, yeah, 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 late February. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but either way, this thing is about to be a freaking train wreck through mm-hmm. everything. And so probably our whole industry is going to change and our business parts of the framework of the model are going to change. And so we can either look at that and just say like, nope, we're old school. We have a good thing. Good is good enough. Or we can step up and say, no, we're going to do the thing. Like we're going to be better. We're going to look at everybody who wants to just roll over and take unemployment and chill Mm -hmm. on their couch and say, yeah, you do that. Like we're going to go freaking win. Yeah. Um, really proud of myself for controlling my language right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's because everyone that knows you is like, be better do, it comes with an explicit <laughs> I know, right I'm after. really yeah. focused on that Appreciate part. Appreciate that. Um, and so I was sitting actually at these desks with my assistant one night and she was like, dude, you need a t-shirt. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to be the freaking guy with a t-shirt. She was like, I guarantee you people would buy these t-shirts. And so I still didn't believe her. And so every day she was like, so about that shirt idea. And I was like, okay, fine. I will have my yeah. husband do a crappy mock-up and we'll send it out on the newsletter. Mm-hmm. I'll post it on Instagram once. I'm not going to be that guy. And yeah. then if it sells, then, you know, we'll go from there. We had like a hundred some odd orders for this yeah. freaking shirt. And Jordan was like, Told you. that's so <laughs> weird how I'm right. Like, <laughs> So we, um, it's still so bizarre to me Mm -hmm. to see, cause like, I mean, a hundred is a lot for us. Like we have, like, we're not a retail company at all. So I thought maybe we'd sell like 10 of them. And so we sold out and then forgot to update the Shopify. Cause again, we're not a store. So we had no system in place and I thought we'd be lucky. And then people kept ordering them. Yeah. And so I text them all and was like, hey, dude, I have to like make another order. Are you cool to wait? And they were like, yeah, dude. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. And so we've kind of, again, my assistant's always right. I would just freaking listen to her. <laughs> um, but it's crazy how many people have really seemed to resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Like this whole year, for me at least, has just been this personal test of like, okay, you say you care about excellence, like how much, like how much do you really care about being the best? And like, what are you weighing your idea of the best? Is it the best compared to what everybody else is doing in the market? Cause everything else just went to crap. Mm -hmm. Or is your idea of the best, you know, like this ideal, like I love Simon Sinek and all the idealists in business. So it's been like, I don't, I'm not trying to be like all inspirational or whatever. No, but, but it stands it for something. Been, it That's does. Why. Yeah. yeah. And so it, for internally for me, it's very much so been like, it is okay. Like when everything is going hard and none of the benchmarks are being met and none of the goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, we think that we're like setting ourselves up for massive right. growth and then LOL. Uh, it is okay to still hold on to these idealized visions of kind mm-hmm. of, you know, what business can be and what people can do. Yeah. It's okay to still, I mean, you're in the middle of 75 hard, like yeah. want to work out and take care of yourself and take care of relationships in the middle of everything mm-hmm. falling apart. Um, and then like beyond that, it's also been super, super a great reminder for me that it's okay to 
also mold and adapt what your idea of better and yeah. is right now. Cause you know, as things change, we've got to figure out how to do the same or we're just mm-hmm. going to be totally irrelevant. You know, so my yeah. biggest fear is becoming like, uh, what's that blockbuster? See, I couldn't even remember the name of it. Netflix yeah. is what popped into my head. Yeah. Yeah. And blockbuster just disappeared, didn't it? Yeah. Like, overnight. And we were old enough to know that like I went to the store like on the Friday and would Every order movies Friday. for the weekend. Oh, it was right? the best part of my week. Yeah. I mean, go with my dad and my brother and we'd all kind of pick one yeah, out and then we, yeah. And just, and you get popcorn and just like, you know, candy or whatever it was. And that those are your movies for the week. Yeah. It's, um, I, I just, I can't wrap my head around being that. Yeah. Basically ex- extinct. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's gone. But it seems to me that the, not even just business, but like the people who really stand out and that you kind of remember and do well are not the ones that are like, oh, okay, if the standard's here, you know, five feet off the ground, mm-hmm. if I get to five and a half, then I, you know, I'm doing okay. It's not good enough like do freaking better find a moment in your day to figure out what do I want what do I want this to look like and feel Mm -hmm. like for me and my employees and for the client it's all important yeah and then work towards that don't just work towards like survival um yeah I'm super passionate about it obviously (laughs) well it, it applies to so much but it continues like it's not something that like you know, just be better, do better. Well, it it just like, there's always another level. There's always somebody there that's doing better than you or or whatever it is in a different, there's always, you know, we cannot be perfect, right? Like me as a golfer, like having 18 hole in ones is like pretty impossible. I don't think anyone's ever done it. Maybe Kim Jong-un said he did it once. Uh, But, you know, which is complete nonsense because it's just full of BS. Uh, Oh, subjective that's been super fun so we started up until this year everybody who worked here is pretty like like I've always said that I in another life would have worked on Wall Street like Mm -hmm. I like kind of like a competitive pretty cutthroat yeah Yeah. uh, intense work environment and we hired two people who are I mean they could not give a crap less about winning they do an excellent job but it's the most foreign concept to me that they do it for themselves yeah and they they want acknowledgement but but they're not competitive people no kira and i come in and we're like we won we won like do we have our gold star yet we won yeah um so it's been nice to be around people who are kind of motivated by different things and seeing how it like their idea of being the best is literally just making their own commitment Mm -hmm. getting it done like it doesn't have to be this big showy you know flamboyant right like andy frisella style like dominate the earth like it can be as simple as like i said that i was going to do this and i did and that feels really freaking cool yeah no nobody needs to know about it but like self-satisfaction like i know i did a good job Mm -hmm. yeah which i mean there like i said there is people out there you never hear of those people because and i think in oklahoma there's a lot of those people because they're super humble i think there's more of those people than not yeah well, it's usually that like the loudest person in the room is what is that quote? Like, never be the loudest person in the room, or something like that. I, I don't know. It's yeah. I uh, I am typically pretty loud and intense, so I have to really look at like yeah. wow. I wonder if there's a quieter, more thoughtful, humble way to get this done than like like okay, we can power through, but yeah. is that really the best way to do it, or does that just right. like make me feel good and like I have a sense of bravado? Yeah. So once the t-shirt thing kind of kicked off then, and I know like, you know, people who follow you, people that know you know that like your kind of like release from work is like fashion stuff, right? You love fashion. You love going, taking photos and doing fashion shoots with your friends. And Mm -hmm. like, that is like the way that you de-stress. Yeah. What was it like jumping into like, I have a t-shirt brand now, which Um, I'm sure it's super weird to hear that. It is super weird. Even hearing you say that, I'm like, Ooh, um, I don't know. It's been super fun. It's, uh, I get a lot of questions mm-hmm. about it. I like, honestly, my favorite part was less about, like, it was cool to support a, you know, small business sure. and the, designing it is honestly pretty straightforward. Like I've got a really minimal yeah. sense of black and white t-shirts. Yeah. Simple design. Very, yeah. very, very much so. And so that part took longer than I thought it would because I I don't know I think we looked at like 400 fonts and finally yeah. my husband was like pick, <laughs> pick one, one I was right like no now. they're still not good enough the shirt says be better it has to be perfect that's yeah. an oxymoron if we put out a shirt that is yeah. not the best he was it's like it's like comic sounds yeah like, like he was font. like 
sleep on it. And if you still feel this way tomorrow, then we'll go back to it. But I think you're just driving yourself nuts. Um, so process wise, it was, it was fun and it was fine, but more has been these conversations Mm -hmm. like, and actually learning. And I probably dig into it more than like the common person on the street would, you know, but it's fun to dig into like, why did you buy that? Is it just mm-hmm. to support a local company during COVID? And I was, I honestly expected to get that answer more than anything. And yeah. it was kind of blindsiding to hear how many people bought it just because of the words that yeah. were on it. Constant reminder. Yeah. And you can right? learn so much about who somebody is by what, you know, you'll ask or I'll ask them like, like, why, like, why do you resonate with that? What's mm-hmm. the deal with better? Um, and it's, you know, some people will talk about being a mom or some people yeah. will talk about like, dude, like we've got a guy, Kenny, who runs like ultra marathons. I don't mm-hmm. even know how many miles that is, but I know it's more than I'm going to sign up more for. Than anything more than a marathon is considered an ultra. So it's a lot. I mean, I think yeah. he's training for like a hundred mile race yeah, right which is now. Crazy. It's yeah. like David Goggins. Like, oh. yeah. Anyways. And so, but he will train in his shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, you guys are doing really cool stuff. It makes me want to do something more cool than make a t-shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, that yeah, must be really cool fun. though. That's cool to see like how people interpret that. Yeah. Into, like you said, you go from someone who's just a mum that like, you know, just wants to be better at loving on her kids and being there to like someone who's legit running hundred mile races. Yeah. It's funny to see. It's like, I'll see my dad wearing it and it's just the most like Wranglers t-shirt, new balance shoes. Like he's the guy on like middle-class fancy, you know? And then I'll have mine on and it's like a four XL wrapped around with a belt and some like vintage denim jacket and leather heels. And yeah. it's, so it, I do like that piece of it has been fun to see like, okay, here's this black t-shirt. Like at one point I was like, okay, I'm going to wear a version of the same shirt for two weeks and see what all I can come up with. So yeah. it was super fun. Yeah. And it's, you know, like going forward, like it's just now a part of the brand, isn't it? And I think that's probably why it did so well was because you've done such a good job and the team's done such a good job of building that brand and that mission. And, you know, if it was just somebody who'd came out that like had no previous experience at entrepreneurial work or a business or whatever it is and just said, yeah, I'm just going to start a t-shirt brand. It's just called Be Better, Do Better. And that's it. Yeah. doesn't really carry as much weight because they haven't really put in 10 plus years or whatever it is of like friendship building grafting yeah Mm -hmm. which is really cool yeah i think it makes a difference and then just like everybody here actually does that yeah yeah in their own way but they actually do it and so i think people look at that and are like oh yeah you know like that's super cool um i always there's a brand that has that you know i really like a whole lot and one of their things is like legion of boom and they've got another one that's like dues paid or whatever Mm -hmm. and so i've always loved the idea of having something that is already part of either who you are as a person or who you are as a culture and then you know the shirt or the hat or whatever it is is really just a reflection of of the mission yeah yeah it's not so much uh i mean anybody who looks at our business can look at it and know that t-shirt sales are real small fraction like it's not about the revenue but it's super freaking cool to see people be like yeah, I'll affiliate myself with that brand. Yeah. It's cool because, like, um, you know, Canon, who shoots mm-hmm. photo, like uh, real estate photography and some architectural stuff now, like, his brand wild again. Like, see people in yeah. his T-shirts. I'm like, you know Canon. That's really cool. Yeah, it's that exact same thing. Like, he, and that is so him, mm. you know? Nobody's going to look at him and think, like, oh, that seems a bit out of alignment. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good to see that. And it's great to, you know, just uh, have, a, like, a saying in a brand that, that, I mean, you might have somebody buy these t-shirts that's never, ever going to be a client of yours. They never want to buy a real estate you know, yeah. investment. It's not what it's about, you know, no, which no, is no. the best thing about it is like you can make this into something however you want to interpret it, however you want to be better and do better. Like, you know, just stand for that. Stand for constant growth. Yeah. And that's all it ever is. And that, so for us, that's what real estate is. Mm-hmm. Like real estate is a way for me to make my finances better and man, figure out how to negotiate and have conversations. And now I'm saying like, I'd never had a job before mm-hmm. beyond waiting tables. And now I am running this company with like staff and, you know, so it forces you like real estate is how I'm forcing myself to yeah. really quickly get out of my comfort zone and figure out how to do the thing and mm-hmm. show up and 
do it just a little bit better than I did yesterday. Um, sometimes I get that and other days I don't. And just, I just, like, just, just want to mail it in today. Yeah, really <laughs> just like, can we just get to the end? Yeah. Um, so it's not perfect, but to your point, it's anybody I think should do that can mm. do that. It's more about resonating with this whole idea of life is not sitting yeah. here happening to us. We have this, especially the country that we live in, like we have this mm-hmm. unique opportunity to just do what we want yeah. and do it at such a high level. And, but I guess on the other side of that, we also have the opportunity to do whatever we want. And yeah. some people don't want to do thing. better. That's yeah. That, and that's totally fine. Like people want to, you know, they, I've got friends who like they work their nine to five and then as soon as Friday comes around at five o'clock, they like have a, the best time ever off on their weekend and they, they have a great weekend and then yeah. they clock in again on Monday and that's totally fine. If you're mm-hmm. happy and that's what you want to do, go do that. Like not tell anyone not to do that. Yeah, There's definitely certain me, types of people, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I can't do it. I'm not. And I ended up, did a podcast this morning with a, with a lady who was the same way. She's like, I, I've always had from, from being in high school, I've always like had odd jobs and made money and, never real had a real job that it's just not the way I'm wired. No. That's great. Fine. Yeah. You know? so. I like it. I like I like the idea of having something that even if on a small scale it unifies those people who mm-hmm. I mean it's hard to be around people all day who want this certain lifestyle and for me to be like, yeah, I don't want that. Like I, I don't want kids. I don't want a nine to five I really would be fine to be a nomad and live like in New York four months and then LA and three or four and totally move around. So it's hard to look at that and be like, man, what is wrong with me that I just, you know, don't want all these normal things. And, but, and so to have other people. Normal to like this area, I guess, or this like people you've grown up around. Yeah. So it's nice to have something, even if it's as small as just like a t-shirt, just to be like, okay, on some level you see that and you get that, even if it looks different for you. Yeah. Talking to travel. Um, I mean, you travel quite a bit, still love to travel as much as possible in this current time, which is still bonkers. Um, what's, I mean, what's it been like traveling at the moment? Uh, is it still weird? Yeah. yeah. So I've been, Florida is like a freaking party. Nobody cares. Of course. Yeah. That you, um, will be like walking to dinner and people will have big trucks with like American flags posted in them and they're blaring music and it's about as wild as you can get. Didn't stop spring break, did it? Not even a little bit. So Florida and I, Florida, I'd be fine (laughs) to never go back. (laughs) I don't love Florida. Yeah, I agree. Um, St. Louis was kind of nuts. Yeah. Surprisingly, St. Louis has been like the scariest place I've been to. I mean, they had... My, oh, I forgot about this. My assistant and I went for um, a conference my coach mm-hmm. was putting on. And um, I was like, hey, let's walk to dinner or whatever. Grab, you know, something at Whole Foods and come back to the hotel. And we were like, it is so eerie and quiet. I wonder when nobody's out. Uh, and then the cop pulls up. He's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And we we're like, oh, we're going down to Whole Foods. He was like, there's a curfew. And we we're like, oh, <laughs> when did that start? And he was like, are you not from here? And we were like, no. Yeah. And he was like, I'll drive you to Whole Foods or, you know, you know I'll talk to you. But the Whole Foods is around the corner. But like, you got to, once you're done with that, yeah. you have to get back to your hotel. You're not supposed to be out. Um, like the whole city was plywall, yeah. cops patrolling. That's mad. Yeah. It's like a scene from the purge in the movie, right? It was pretty freaking wild. Yeah. Um, the vandalism was nuts. I, I was just surprised with St. Louis. Like it's mm. pretty close to the middle of the country. Um, LA is like, they care that you wear the mask, but nobody's losing their mind. Okay. Like, they it's like, want, oh, it's your choice, do what you want kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, well, they're like, they want the social pressure of the mask there, gotcha. but like not vandalism and yeah. riots. And may, some of this may have And there was some t- stuff, right? But it obviously there may have not been, when you were there, yeah. I think it was all like a week and a half before I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but LA was very much so like, we'll leave you alone if you'll leave us alone. Yeah. Unless you're on the beach. They're pretty hardcore about the beaches. Which makes no sense to me at Which all. Which is wild. Yeah. Like you can't go surf, but you can go and have dinner or something. It was the most jarring experience to get to the Four Seasons. I'm hesitating telling the story because I'm like, oh, how am I going to be perceived? But we got to the Four Seasons and they didn't have ballet. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay, yeah, we can do this. Um, So we like park in the employee garage, can't find our way up, 
carried our bags up like four flights of stairs. It was the wrong People stairs. listening just hate you right now. They do. And it's not even about like, I'm fine doing all those things, but it was yeah. more just about. It's so weird. This is so yeah, eerie. It's affecting everybody. Yes. Like really to every but level. Really. I, yeah. I think going to the Four Seasons was honestly maybe one of the best things I've done in mm-hmm. COVID because I just felt like the biggest freaking loser. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm struggling. I'm failing. Everything I've ever built in my life is just getting torched into flames. Yeah. This is it. This is I'm my going Virginia Woolf moment of yeah. despair. Yeah. And then I go to the Four Seasons and I'm like, oh, okay. They don't have room service. They don't have valet. You mm-hmm. have to be like escorted anywhere. Yeah. Huge barricades up. The front desk was absolutely disgraceful with all the paperwork everywhere. And I was like, okay, if you guys are falling apart, yeah, I'm hope. fine. Yeah. I am so fine. <laughs> yeah. That must be nuts to see that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like everyone's affected to, you know, it's like I said, it, it affects the high, you know, the, the levels of businesses like that, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's crazy, isn't it? I don't know anybody who's gone out of business personally. Mm-hmm. That's reach. I don't know if that's more of a product of Oklahoma or more just, it's not as crazy as it seems on the internet, Yeah, but that's been really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen, and people I know like have like, uh, around the country and I love this too with like like then we have because back home and I said this before I think on another podcast like the government paid like 80% of everybody's wages back home so like they were told to quarantine they were like sent home if you weren't essential business you were sent home but you were taken care of like 80% of your pay- paycheck was covered I mean, most people can survive on 80% of their paycheck. Yeah. And especially when they're not spending any money from gas, travel, they're living at yeah. home. I like, mean, it's not a long-term I mean, it right? but it's at least... Yeah, it was full lockdown. Like, my dad and my brother went to the essential, so they just were in the house every day. You could leave the house for an hour and go for a walk, walk the dog, whatever it was. Okay. Uh, my mom was a nurse, so she was working. Uh, but, like, I mean, they're still... They're slowly coming out of it now. I think it was, like, eight, nine weeks total. And the government covered that. But you can't do that here because a lot of more entrepreneurial businesses and they were like, no, I have to stay open. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, like, I'm going to lose business. And that, yeah. that has happened to some places. But a lot of people are like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm staying open. Like, yeah, this it's is been, life and death. It's been super, super interesting yeah. to navigate. Um, mad times. Mad, mad, yeah. mad times. So back to the T-shirts. Where yeah. can people find them? And then obviously we're going to figure out, we're going to do like a weekly giveaway, right? We're going to figure yeah. that out. We'll do something um, with, you know, both social medias to basically, I don't, I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but we'll figure out a way that I think people can show how they're being better and doing better and through all ages and create a little bit of a movement, I think is the way forward, right? So we have, yeah, so we have the shirts. They are available on, so if you go to our Instagram, it's uh, at Table Investments, no spaces or mm-hmm. anything, just at Table Investments. There's a link in the bio for all the shirts. Um, and then if you, I really, really would love it if people did like hashtag be better, do better. Mm-hmm. I think it would be so cool to yeah. see people um, kind of wearing them and, you know, engaging with them in a fun way. Um, so it's probably the easiest way. Yeah, that we do. That. Yeah, we'll do that because at least by then you can see like how people are uh, interpreting their, you know, how they see it, how they are going to be better and doing better through all ages, all different worlds, and you know, and this is like, this is not. To, like you said earlier, this doesn't drive like your business, right? Like this is nothing to do with like t-shirt sales is not going to survive. You know, ma- exactly. So this is totally out of like, you know, just a passion and you saying be better, do better for so long. Yeah. This is just a way that you know, we can represent the, that. Yeah. The biggest impact it has internally is uh, yeah, money is so far from mm-hmm. it. Um, but it is super cool for our team to be able to see like pictures or to get emails or text messages because yeah. everything is changing so rapidly. Um, so it is cool to be able to show the team, you know, the people who work with me, like, dude, this is nuts. Look how many people are like wearing this and look at what it means to them. Um, so yeah, I would love it. Uh, link is in our Instagram at table investments and then, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Hashtag be better, do better. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me in the office and sharing some more stories. And I know if people want to go see crazy real estate stories, they can go to your Instagram and just (laughs) watch you vent and rant and tell crazy world stories that, um, will put a smile on their face. I'm sure for, from the days that they might, might be having, because 
maybe their day isn't as bad as the days that you might be having, right? Man, I hope so. If there's something that can come out of it, I'm here for it. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for having me. It's always great. Always. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.